Hey, everybody, it's Ben and Rob from Edge of Wonder on Rise.tv. Just like everyone else, we're wondering what exactly happened with the Hawaii fires. Controversy is heating up with extreme views on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, residents are trying to communicate that the mainstream media is ignoring important information. Meanwhile, the truther community also has its own inaccuracies. But you know what? Instead of arguing who's right or wrong, maybe it's time to focus on the ambulance chasers. Yeah, why are big real estate companies already trying to swoop in and buy out people who have land in Maui or whose homes were burned to the ground? What energy plans were negotiated in Maui a few months before the fires? Could this be laying the groundwork for building smart cities? And in other news, it's possible the fight between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg may not be happening after each slung some mud and accused the other of backing out. <laughs> also, the famous not real plane lady Tiffany Gomez finally issued her first video statement. And we have some thoughts. So join this Edge of Wonder live show as we cover all of this, plus bring you a special guest. Yeah, my friend Nova Lee Drum was in Hawaii all while this was happening, and she made it out and is going to tell us tonight what she experienced. We'll also have a live Q&A followed by a meditation slash prayer only on Rise.tv. So with that, we'll see you guys out on the edge. And hey, Ben, how you doing? Good, good. Real quick, if you're listening to our sure. Edge of Wonder podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else, leave us a five-star rating and review to help us reach more people. Also, remember to like, follow, subscribe on Rumble. YouTube, it sounded like you were going to say to help us save more people from <laughs> the craziness that's out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, Crazy I mean, we're all trying to bring the, the truth to people, you know? And, uh, right. It's like you have a mainstream media. I really, I mean, the, I feel like the biggest enemy of the people is the mainstream media right now. It's just, I, I mean, they, yeah, it's, it's a branch of the same problem, I think, you know? It's yeah. uh, the media is hiding things from people, but there are some seriously bad entities behind the scenes who are controlling all of that. You know, yeah, I know that's the problem or controlling the media in itself. So. All right. Well, we before we jump into. Um, yeah, we have um, Nova Lee that's going to join us before we jump into everything. Why don't we talk about Tiffany Gomez um, first? So so the. Uh, you know, this that person doesn't look like her. I, I still think it is. I mean, it, it really it, it's just well, there is some weird things, though, about this. OK, we're bringing this up because, you know, we have been talking about it on the show for a while. And she just issued her first statement. You can play it, Lindsay. Hi, everyone. It's me, Tiffany Gomez, probably better known as the crazy plain lady. <laughs> it's completely warranted. As you know, I have been unwilling to speak on the viral video, but I do finally feel that it's time. First and foremost, I want to take full accountability for my actions. They were completely unacceptable. Distressed or not, I should have been, I should have been in control of my emotions and that was not the case. My use of yeah, profanity was completely unnecessary. 
And I want to apologize to everyone on that plane, especially those that had children aboard. Can't imagine going through that and trying to explain to your kid what in the world just happened. (laughs) We all have our bad moments, um, some far worse than others. And mine happened to be caught on camera for the whole world to see multiple times. Sorry, trying not to sound like Minnie Mouse. Um, Well, it has been really comical for everyone um, and I have highly enjoyed so many of the memes. On the flip side, it is very invasive and- Big time. Unkind. And I don't know what I would do without the love and support of my friends and family. They are loyal to a fault, and I don't know what I did to deserve them. Um, Sorry, y'all. I hope that I can use this experience and do a little bit of good in the world, and that is what I intend to do. I hope that you guys can accept my apology, and I can begin to move on with my life. Maybe she can do some good in the world by exposing yet more cryptids on the planet. <laughs> Dude, hold on. Sorry. There's a real deer right there. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> is that a dire wolf? Just kidding. <laughs> it's just like, it's like knows that I'm talking about it. Like, oh, <laughs> that deer just looked over and was like, what's all that light going on in there? It's a party. <laughs> there. That is so funny. They were like, cryptid? Did somebody just mention my name? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm upstate New York right now, so visiting. So it's just it's just hilarious. There's a deer. Anyway, going back to this though, you know, I mean, it, there's some weird things with this. One, her Twitter account was just created at the end of July, because I remember seeing her Twitter account and I was like, oh, this can't be it because she didn't post anything yet for one. And then um, second of all, it was like it, it was uh, it was just created. So and then it turned out it was her. So because this is where she posted her, her apology. Um, the other thing is she never does explain exactly what happened that's, on the plane. That's the weird thing about that whole apology letter. I was kind of like, well, what are you apologizing for? Like, who was she even talking about? Like, and then it was like a, a public apology of you're embarrassed about your actions, but like, honestly, it probably would have been better for her to just not say anything and move on with her life. Maybe maybe she felt like she needed to do that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought too. But um, so I'm hoping she'll get a little bit more into exactly what happened on the plane. But um, and her, her YouTube, she posted it on YouTube and it already has like 250,000 views. <laughs> what what I think is crazy channel. about this is like, honestly, of the of the bad things that you could do, that's not like like not even close to up there and something that you should really worry about. Like just move on. Honestly, it's like it happened. Who cares? Like what, what I'm curious about was really, was there anything there or not? And I don't think there was according to what, you know, everybody has kind of said or the things that have come out, but that could be a cover up, of course. But, you know, I don't think that's, I think it's a big nothing burger and people should just move on with their lives. I mean, her, you know, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. People are going to say crazy things on social media. You know, they always you, do. 
Did you smack that fly? No, I missed it. It's <laughs> same fly. It's like with these lights. It's, it's just the same fly as the other yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, I did kill one the other day, but I was trying. You, know, yeah. you bad. Um, yeah, I, I. But they just won't go out of the house. But anyway, all right. Why don't we move on to the Hawaii everything? The Hawaii fires, everything is going on. So, um, my friend uh, Nova Lee is here to. Uh, she was there in Maui during the whole thing. So she's going to explain some of her stories and she does have some videos that we'll, we'll share. So, um, so I, do you want to play a trailer first, Lindsay, or should we just jump right into it? Let's play a trailer and then give her a couple seconds to get ready. Sure. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's do it. Attention, attention. Have you ever heard of the rivalry between Coke and Pepsi? What if we told you the cola wars were just a big scam? Ever heard about a certain U.S. president helping popularize Pepsi in the USSR? Or are the Soviet Union paid the Pepsi company in warships? Why are candy and cola makers like Nestle, Coke, and Pepsi sponsoring health studies? Why do internal emails at Coca-Cola look like they've tried to influence the World Health Organization? Have you ever wondered why the obesity epidemic is getting worse even though we know sugar is bad for us? Well, Edge of Wonder isn't a health show. No, it is not. And we already know we should be healthier. But what we found about the marketing manipulation behind our food products, that you were never supposed to know. Don't drink the Kool-Aid about the sugar industry, people, pun intended. Ben and I are about to shock you by how little choice you really have in what you eat. There's been a deliberate push for sugar on the world's citizens, and Rob and I are here to expose it. Today, we'll uncover the smoking gun sugar marketing that just may reveal how our behavior has been conditioned for generations. So join us as we dive into the truth about the big food agenda that's been building and building, and not just in your arteries. You won't believe what we found. Yeah, that was such a gross line. <laughs> building. Thank in you. Garden. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you, Lindsay. And All Nova right. is here. Nova, hey, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Thanks it's for being here. You. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. I know this has all been very, um, pretty emotional for you and everything that's been going on. But um, I know you were saying you really wanted to get a lot of the truth out there and tell your side of the story of what happened. So why don't we just start with that? You know, well, so you, you actually, you were um, for, former United Air Force as well. Now you're a professional DJ and art designer, but um, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, just what you experienced? What happened? Uh, well, I had um, a lot going on that week. I was actually preparing for a, a show that night at my house to sell a couple of my wearable pieces on my art creations. And um, I noticed that there was a lot of smoke in the sky and we started 
to get phone calls from friends and that there was fires that were breaking out. And I was like, okay, um, we don't hear any alarm systems going off. We have probably one of the most advanced uh, sound or um, distress signals in the, in the entire country, um, basically just for tsunamis and stuff and hurricanes. So that never happened. Um, we were never given any kind of um, alerts on our phones or anything. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really weird because um, we knew that there was a fire like up in the mountains. But then when I looked out on my deck where I was in Kula, which is where the fires broke out, I actually saw fires below, too. So it was a little interesting and confusing and um, kind of very stressful seeing smoke in all directions and not understanding yeah. what was going on. And then the winds were really high, um, starting to pick up um, the night before. And we were told about a hurricane and I didn't even have any notice of it. Um, there was, there was actually a, a hurricane coming about a month ago and they kind of did the whole alarm system thing. They went above and beyond to warn everyone and nothing ever happened. There wasn't even any wind. So and that was like a month ago. So here we are with Hurricane Dora all of a sudden on the scene. And um, we literally found out as it was happening or hitting the island. And um, and then that's when all the wind kicked up. And um, I was really confused about hearing the fires from friends and calling us. So, so uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, just started getting provisions and actually didn't really take it super seriously at first because we figured, Oh, we have, you know, a fire department and, mm -hmm. you know, they'll come and help us. Right. And, um, there's helicopters. They're going to come. Right. That never happened. Um, in fact, um, once the power lines were knocked down, that's when we were unable to kind of communicate with each other on the Island. Um, especially different parts of the island had completely lost cell service as well. Um, internet was down. Some people were still able to call each other in certain areas. Um, and then, so we made it through the night, um, kind of just like assuming that the fire trucks and people were going to come. But in the morning, um, after no power and just candle lights all night, um, I think we were pretty restless. I think we watched a movie. I watched the movie Noah, which was like the worst movie to watch before, <laughs> before like all of this broke loose. So sorry for laughing, but that's no, I, yeah. It, yeah. I get it. <laughs> it. It was brutal. So um, yeah, I woke up to a phone call from a neighbor um, in distress saying, Hey, the fire department never showed up. And now it's crossing over and to two gulches um, coming over to our side of the neighborhood. So we jumped in our cars and um, had to drive down the hill because we realized the water wasn't working. And we were like, OK, mm -hmm. cool. We have no power. We have no water. I'm not sure why we don't have water in the middle of a hurricane. That didn't make any sense um, to us. So, yeah, um, we're driving down the hill and I'm seeing these little fire smokes like everywhere and um i'm seeing kihei on fire or headed towards kihei side um at this point i had no idea what was going on in lahaina 
Um, I didn't see anything that was leading up to, to what was going on over there. Um, we were kind of just isolated up in the mountains on our dealing with our own situation up there. Mm -hmm. And, um, what I noticed in the morning when, um, we were actually, we only had six, uh, gallons. So we had 25 gallons that we could fill up in these jugs and we had to drive about four or five miles down the hill from our house in Kula to the bottom of Makawao. And they had potable uh, water trucks sitting there for everyone. And so we just started filling up water. I don't even think people had any warning or notification that those trucks were actually there yet. Cause we were the first ones to show up and be like, okay, there's water. Let's fill it up. This is all we can do. We have, this is kind of pathetic, but we're, we're doing the best that we can with what we have. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we drove up to this house and, um, uh, this, and this is some of the video that, that, um, this is on the way, actually, this is in the morning when we first woke up and we're seeing the damage and had realized that this was more than a hurricane in the middle of the night. Um, yeah, it, it almost looked like, I think in one of the videos that I had mentioned, it looked like one of the houses just exploded. Um, and is yeah. that is that clouds in the background or or that is that still that's smoke? smoke? That's smoke. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so you said it looked like one of the houses exploded? Yeah, a lot of but them. But how's that? How would that be possible from a fire? <laughs> um, good question. Um, yeah. <laughs> very good question. Um, because a hurricane, I I grew up in Hurricane Alley in South Carolina, you right. know, the southeast, so. Um, we're used to seeing hurricanes. We're used to seeing down power lines. And I've never seen fires break out from down para, uh, power lines before, usually mm -hmm. because um, hurricanes involve a lot of wet weather. And I understand that things can spark. But on this level, come on, this is this is just a profound. Um, I mean, the way it even it doesn't even spread like it's supposed to like you can see it's not even every house it's every other house or so that was the house on the left the blue house um that we stopped and the ladies had called us we went over and started pouring jugs on wet towels we were just soaking wet towels and smoldering out the fires as much as we could with the smallest amount of water we had and that's like the smartest way you can do it to put out spot fires mm. it was coming even under the ground the ground was still hot um, the trees were burning down in the, in the roots in the ground. So they kept the fire burning even underneath the ground. So that's what kept the fires going a lot longer than they needed to, because once it would, it would start back up again and smoldering, the winds would come back in even that day and start blowing it even more. Um, so we did what we could until some, um, neighbor came with a truck and, he must have like his own water cistern system at his house because he had a water hose. And so, um, so we were able to just hose it off as much as we can. Um, and then there wasn't really much we can do once the guy showed up with the hose um, and we were out of our 25 gallons. So we were like, okay, I guess we can go back and keep doing this all day or maybe these um, helicopters were surely they're going to come around and, we're kind of shocked that that just never happened. We saw one helicopter, a tiny one, and um, 
the only helicopter that I saw with this small bucket, it looked like a five gallon bucket, like very unsubstantial about of um, capacity to hold water. And it was empty. And so I was, and it wasn't coming from the mountains. So um, it was going towards the mountain. So it was really confusing um, to see the lack of support from, um, I don't even know if it was the fire department in that case. I believe that because the water was shut off, the fire trucks weren't actually able to keep um, keep filling back up. So um, another thing is uh, I had some friends down in, Key, uh, down in Lahaina and some other people are coming forward saying that all the traffic that was bottlenecked when people were trying to figure out where to evacuate because there were so mm -hmm. many fires going on in different directions. And it was really confusing to know which direction to go for safety. I think most people's intuition was to go to Haiku area, which is the more wet side of the island. And um, I was even shocked to find out that there was a fire that broke out there the following night. And it was a structural fire, supposedly. So um, there were police officials that were blocking people from leaving when the Lahaina fires initially started. They had orders to keep people. They had but... orders to hold people in traffic because there were citizens getting out of their vehicles, trying to figure out where the car wreck was, what's going on, what's holding it up. And they approached these police officers and they asked them, they're like, yo, like we need to get through. These people are, are blocked in Lahaina and they're trying to escape and evacuate. And the, they just responded, well, we're just following orders. Jeez. You I know, saw videos on, on Instagram and TikTok with people saying the same exact thing. They like asked the cops and the cops were just like, this is our orders to keep people here. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's so That's interesting. very dangerous though, because those fires were coming through there. Yeah. Um, this is this is deliberate, like, yeah, like crazy. It, it's, it's it was like it's something like you see out of like a a genocidal historical event, you know, <laughs> where you just trap people in a city and not let them evacuate, and then such poor response of um, help from local government. So, you know, the power of the aloha of the island has is really profound and you know seeing everyone come together and support each other has been such an eye-opening experience and a beautiful thing but it's you know it's it's very unacceptable what's happening um even with the american red cross and the fema agencies that are supposed to be posing as um charitable um aid in the situation and um, well, I, I even saw videos of FEMA taking like water and different stuff and not giving it out or something. Is that what's the deal? Like, Yes. Yes. And um, to mention about the water, um, four days after the fire hit, uh, there was a notification um, on the local um, Maui uh, water. Uh, what was it? Excuse me. Well, apparently um, they found benzene. Benzene was um, let into the water and 
I don't know if you know what benzene is, but it's it's odorless and it's highly flammable and highly toxic, and it causes sleepiness, stumbling, irregular uh, heartbeats, fainting, or even death. Um, you know, it, it can cause rapid heart rate, headaches, tremors, confusion, and unconsciousness, and drowsiness and dizziness. When I showed up to respond to the fires that morning, I was, I think I mentioned it to my, I, I said something. I was like, you know, this is strange. Why is everyone walking around so confused and unable to actually take action and do anything? Everyone seemed like they had woken up out of a, a, a nightmare, but like also like a, a hazy cloud energy. Um, it was like people were just slow to move and able, unable to. And you think it was because of the water? I suspect that this was already slowly being leaked into the water before this event happened. Um, that's just based off of what a lot of us had been feeling already. And we talk and, you know, we have a beautiful community in Maui and we communicate very well to each other when we're feeling a certain way. And, and we had noticed that they had been laying up chemtrails really heavy in the past two months leading up to this. And um, I know I personally had issues. I'm autoimmune from um, my exit from the military and um, all the heavy vaccines that I had and the exposures I had in the working in the military. I have noticed an uptake in my own autoimmune response um, being in Maui. And I had, I had basically went to Maui to heal from cancer um, and getting out of Colorado and trying to heal my body in, in a clean, safe place. And what it's, what it's seemingly like is um, the past year since I've been there, there has been an increased amount of um, chemtrails and community action events where we've had to fight mm -hmm. for water rights um, just about five or six months ago. And we, the people, had these elections to put people in office that represented the people. And from what I understand, we were under the impression that we won. We, we were able to um, fight against these local corporations that were trying to take complete control over the water catchment systems of Hawaii. And so um, we, Maui had also said um, no to pedophilia and whatnot. There was a recent law that was passed against that as well, where the people had stood up and said no to something. And the people of Lahaina had been strongly holding on to sacred land there for a long time. It was the old capital of Hawaii. So mm -hmm. um, they, said right no. they said no to developers as well. And so it's just a little coincidence that you're seeing all of these things simultaneously happening or simultaneously corroborated and mm -hmm. it just seems very sabotage and yeah. i have personally had a friend who had their house completely leveled in a fire in malibu a few years ago I and i've that. watched and i've had friends that personally lost their homes and their art studio spaces in ashland oregon and the same patterns um you know, people have mentioned the DEW thing and people also were spotting arsonists everywhere. 
Um, there are friends of friends that are sending me messages from Maui that we have caught arsonists on drone footage as well with these fires in Maui. Wow. So, no way, really? Yes. And I, when we came back up the hill um, the next day, there were still some, we kept seeing some more spot fires pop up. And out of thin air, I watched one fire just spark up. And it was the weirdest thing. I have never seen anything like it. It was like a flash, almost like if someone took a magnifying glass and if they turn it the wrong way in the sunlight and it hits your mm. eye and it burns, it, it was like a glance. And we both like did a double take and just kept watching. And the you know, smoke just came so fast from this thing. So it was, I, I wish I had a video of that one. That's not yeah, that video. There okay. are a couple others. Okay. The um, other thing too, um, going back with the water issue, um, one of the things I was highlighting was that that notice was issued on August uh, 11th and the correct. fires happened August 9th or August 8th. Correct. So like, why did it take them so long to, um, why to was issue? it shut off and then turned back on and be like, Oh, it, there's poison. And you know, they, I guess but why, why is there poison? Like that's completely unrelated well, to the fire. Well, well it I mean, could, there is the, the, I, the notion of, you know, when these things happen, pipes could explode and things could okay, exactly. fire. So yeah. there is that, but like I said, um, we had been fighting for water rights in Maui for a long time. So that's something to look at. Easy. So, well, uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say like, so in, in, during um, Hurricane Ian, you know, it's a very similar situation, but you know, so, so there's all this debate on how these fires started and you know, whether it's like actual government weapons or arson or just fires, whatever, um, I, I kind of look at, okay, whatever happened, happened. We don't really know for sure, but what we do know is the response to it. That's to me, that's the most crucial aspect because that, that dictates how they feel about these fires. And like when mm -hmm. hurricane Ian happened, I was actually, I was so shocked of how DeSantis handled it. You know, it was like instantly, it's just like, okay, we need power lines up there. Uh, he's it's like everyone's kind of in their own world you guys know what's going on we we like you know like in some some islands where like you know you go there you're probably going to get shot because th they have no electricity there's no police it's just like you know wild wild west out there and they're protecting their land and um you know and everyone was really helping out each other and there was like notices right away i mean like it's like updates immediately even before the hurricane hit there was already notices about like, you know, the water may be contaminated. You may want to like boil your water before you drink it. Like all these things, there was a lot of things in place. Granted, yeah. this wasn't a normal hurricane at all of, of what happened. And I also, I personally witnessed some weird planes of like chemtrail stuff the weekend before the hurricane hit right at Fort Myers area. So, um, you know, so it's like how you're describing this to me and just, it just blows my mind. It's like, you guys are an Island surrounded by water. How in the world can they not get the water fast? 
to to the mainland, that's one thing. You know, you would think by now that the fire department would already have like a a whole you know a massive setup that would be like okay, we this 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 this. And then from what I'm hearing, it's like the the locals are really having have had a very difficult time, and and it just it, it it's like it's almost like they don't want to help them. And every official and every celebrity that I, I, I keep hearing talk about this, they're all focusing on rebuilding. And it's like, yeah, okay, we all need to rebuild, but what about the people? What are yeah. you rebuilding? Are you rebuilding people's homes or are yeah. you building homes for future yeah, people? Can we like help the people first before you all start <laughs> talking about that BS? Yeah, you know? so we still have people trapped in Lahaina's side and they're not they're trying to starve them out right now by not allowing us to serve them food. If it's not done in a commercial kitchen, it is uh, ridiculous how much red tape that they have red tape, yeah. created. And no one knows who these people are or if they're actually government officials. They're walking around yeah. with that. No one has been able to figure that out. Do they or, have guns? Um, that's a good question. I will have to ask. It's I, like, I'm, see yeah. I was there. Um, I didn't see like honestly, what's someone from Red Cross really going to do if I'm like, screw that, dude, I'm going to go help these people. I didn't see anything that looked like any kind of help. Mm. So, yeah, um, the people that were saying that there were roadblocks leading up when the fires had first started. Mm -hmm. um, those were the only people in the streets. They were blocking people from leaving. And after you didn't see any of them around, I didn't see any police or presence. I didn't see fire trucks, nothing. No. And you know, um, you know, benzene is highly flammable. And if that's in our water, um, it also says on the website that we can't even boil the water to get so, the benzene out. Yeah. Or yeah. we can't even boil it to drink it. So it must be pretty bad. And no one. But but if benzene is highly flammable and you're trying to put fire out with water that's been laced with benzene, there you go. It could make it worse. So, and who knows what, what kind of water they had in those potable water trucks that were just like magically placed at the bottom. I think they do that every hurricane that when it comes, they, they set up these water station uh, trucks where you can mm -hmm. fill up, but I don't I know. Watched a video, I watched a video today of a, a Hawaiian dude, and he was saying how the government recently issued, um, or it's not the government, it was Biden issued a bill to Congress to get uh, $12 billion in funds for the Maui um, disaster. And in, in fine print in that bill to Congress, he put 24 billion will go to Ukraine in the same bill. Like yeah. only 12 billion to Maui and 24 billion is going to Ukraine. And these people were furious about it. Yeah. And you can understand why. It's like, why do you have to politic when we're talking about people dying over here? And you're yeah. putting, like, I just hope people are actually waking up from this because this is like, this is beyond this is the great reset in action it's so bad it's <laughs> well i i have to say i i i would speak for my people that are still out there um on the front lines helping the locals um that we don't want his money 
and we don't want his oh can i read the tweet that our potus just yeah. We're laser. We're laser focused. Yeah, laser focused. Survivors, including critical needs assistance, a one-time payment of seven hundred dollars per household, offering relief during an unimaginably difficult time. Wait, what so is seven hundred dollars going to do? We need baby formula. We need food, and that's the thing. They bought all the baby food and all the all the stuff from the stores off the shelves to help get it to Lahaina and get it to the people that need it. And now the locals that have been helping those people don't have formula or baby food for, for their own. Why would he put laser focused in a tweet? That seems like bizarre communication when we're talking about a potential direct energy weapon. What the hell? I know. Everyone is calling this. It's like, we're trying not to be conspiracy theorists here, right? But it's it's like they're, it's honestly, it's like they're setting us up. Just to like, just to gaslight like us. $700. So I was looking into this. It, it's like a total of, um, I don't know, so like I think $15 million total. And, and like we just sent over another whatever couple billion dollars to Ukraine. So it's like, I don't understand, you know. And then the reporters asked directly, um, to Biden about if he would comment on um, if he has any comment about the fires in Hawaii. And he says no comment at this time. And everyone's so confused about that. Like you can't say anything like even like, Oh, we're so sorry. We're working hard to get over there or help them out or whatever. It's just like nothing. I mean, the <laughs> response during Pearl Harbor was profound. What this is. I mean, what, what? that is such a good point. What, that is difference? such a good point. What's the difference? Oh, look at the because, difference. Because I'll tell you the difference because the military was involved in that. And, and they, of course, are going to make a big deal out of creating a war, right? Because that's, that's, that's what they're trying to do, right? So um, it doesn't go along with the narrative. So they don't need to. And they don't need to tell people how many people uh, the, the second day it was like 500 people and bo- or 500 pe- bodies were in the morgue. They were over full and they stopped counting and then they were under reporting. And then the media said 93 bodies. Like how many, days, how many in reality? Later, it was like four or five days later, I'm seeing media reports of 93 people. And I was like, there's no way there's already 500 people like in the morgue and they can't, they just stopped counting. They're not even reporting it anymore. So how, how many people do you think like estimated, do you think that, that passed because of this? Thousand plus. And they said 94. That's the official count because they don't count the people. The lies. Of course the they lies. are. The yeah. lies. Yeah. And yeah, it was the same thing in, um, during the hurricane too and and and, uh, and and actually most people died after the hurricane than during the hurricane because it was like they didn't have access to clean water or food or or whatever you know they, they were kind of stuck or they're they got injured people. i'm no, sorry what'd you say they're starving people yeah yeah they're doing that um i have my friend coach paul he owns um the crossfit in mckenna and uh he's been a wonderful 
wonderful human. He was one of the first people that did an interview with the CNN news media outlet. And um, people have been showing up, camping out on his property. He has a waterfront beach, um, beach house. And people are using his place as an access way um, to send in out supplies through boats because there's so many roadblocks and things that are still preventing people from getting supplies to other parts of the island. Yeah. And, even um, boats. They're even like, I, I, there's videos that of, of like, yep. yeah, and, and they're like restricting people on boats to, to offer help. It's just like, yep. why are you restricting people from off, offering help? This is what I don't, this is why I'm like, I can't wrap my head around this, you know? And then it just makes you wonder like, did they really set up these fires on purpose? So, and, you know what, we're going to have to play a trailer and then okay. when we get back, but what were you going to say real quick? Uh, just one more thing is the the FEMA and Red Cross organizations, I'm, I believe it's FEMA are the ones, and you mentioned this in Florida, where they come in and they want people to sign a contract and um, sign up for this app and this way to help with the fires. And then you go through all this background check and everything. And then... Um, and then you still get turned away from helping. And then if you're on the receiving end of signing something from FEMA, they're more you're more likely to be subjugated to losing your land in the near future after signing it. No way. So, so just I've been warning people, don't sign it. Don't sign anything from them. And um, some of them did just to kind of investigate the process and see what goes on. And most of most of the reports that I'm getting um, from friends that they are going through so much red tape and then they're doing everything and doing the background. It's almost like they're collecting information on all the locals that are trying to help mm. and, but not being met. Oh, with like they're a problem. I'm suspecting that I'm very careful about putting my name or any of that with any of those people or those agencies just yeah. after what um, I've seen um, incident after incident um, between Oregon and paradise. I'm strangely yeah, enough. I have friends in all of these places and all of these places are, you know, pretty high vibe spots, <laughs> mm. you know, just a lot of artists and creators and healers and, you know, they all reside in these, these places. Um, so I'm really grateful that we still have them there on the ground, helping the locals. Um, I know that Kiki, um, we called children Kiki on the Island and there's zones set up right now. And there's so many healers and massage therapists and, um, mm. people are boots on the ground, just, freely like offering their services and setting up places on parts of the island people are needing support in that way and i would say if you're coming to maui have the intention of helping in that way and your services but don't come to maui to go snorkeling because there were people coming to maui still trying to have their wedding and still going out in the beach while we were pulling bodies out of the water and that is not okay so i just had to put that out before all right. Yeah. Well, let's play a trailer and we get back. Um, there's a couple of things we want, I want to do bring up about who the police chief is. I don't know if you've saw that or not. <laughs> and then 
Yeah, and then a little bit more on this too. So, okay, we'll be right back, you guys. John, Nostradamus, Confucius, the Mayans, Aztec, and Hopi. What's something that the divine, enlightened, and ancient all have in common? What did they see and predict during their time here on Earth when they saw visions of the end of days? Were the pictures they were given simply glimpses of the future or warnings of impending doom? Well, since history does repeat itself, let's take a look today and let's find out what predictions, dreams, and visions have come true, especially ones made eons ago. And in these days, do we see moral lessons we all need to pay a little more attention to? Or will we just hastily shrug them off? As a few more amazing coincidences. Don't miss this exhilarating three-part series on Edge of Wonder. Prophecies and the End Times. Welcome back. So yeah, that's our series on prophecies and times you can find on Rise TV. And Rob and I have a whole series of all kinds of shows that we've done that you can find there. And um, we are with our guest, Nova Lee Drum, who was in Hawaii and telling her story of exactly what happened to her. But um, yeah, kind of get, so this, this police, the Maui police chief, John Pelletier, I think his name is. Um, I could not believe that this guy was the one that was the police chief during the 2017 Vegas, Las Vegas massacre. Like, it's just it's the same guy. I, I, I'm shocked. I how did not... you how did this guy move over there? Unless that was set up. I. I... <sighs> Dude, and like at first, you know, when you hear some of the stuff, you're like, okay, is this just like, you know, because like, for example, Stu Peters is on Twitter. He's been sharing stuff that's just not real. He's sharing videos right. that are like, dude, this is like two years old. Come on, man. You're like making everyone look bad, you know? And then I'm like, I see this kind of floating around and it's like, nope, sure enough, this dude led the response. He, he's the one that led the whole response team in las vegas during the massacre and then all of a sudden he gets a promotion to the maui police chief so right that away is, that is a five head it's not even a forehead anymore <laughs> uh yeah i don't know anyway but it's 100 percent true he really was he was he led that whole thing and you know and now he's leading the whole thing in maui with the police and you know it's like it's so that's the orders that they were following that's what i'm wondering that's you know and then it then it makes you wonder what orders where's he getting his orders from you know and obviously he got that position for following orders and 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 you know and, and it kind of goes against probably your your moral judgment it, well, it's like a lot it, of these elite people you know i mean that just I mean, explains to us why the police were holding those people in the cars where they were, too, I think. You know, he's the one telling them what to do, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, you guys, we actually have a whole and a massive documentary series on the Las Vegas shooting on Rise TV. That's like an hour and a half long. It's an actual um, documentary that we did and did a whole investigation. And it was such a massive undertaking because every single person's story contradicts each other. <laughs> it's like all, all the official narrative every single one of these people who've been on like Oprah or Ellen DeGeneres or whatever, like everyone's story contradicts the whole thing. And, and that's why it was so hard to piece together. And then you talk to, you see reports that first came out in the very beginning um, while it was happening and everyone's talking about multiple shooters and people in the hospital saying, no, I got shot on the ground. Somebody was chasing me and I got shot. And um, you know, and it's just, it's just so crazy how it just goes against the whole narrative. So you just, um, reminded me, um, when you mentioned Oprah, um, when I first had to find out what was going on in the Island, I, I went to my phone because I, someone said there was a hurricane and then, then there's fires, there's fires going on. And I was like, well, let me see what's in the news yet because at this point we're finding out from social media what's going on faster on TikTok than we are right um, on the ground and what i'm looking at in my google search um the first thing that pops up is an old article from four years ago the exact date of i don't know if anyone knows anything about the significance of the Lionsgate portal but she had opened up access um, with her private road for fire evacuees that apparently happened the same day, same time four years ago. And she's been buying up hell thousands, of like thousands, yeah, thousands of acres. She owns um, two thousand acres now. After those fires, she she acquired some land, and here she comes on on the scene like clockwork um, right away for her photo op. And she got turned away. Um, it was, you know, out of respect for the survivors and, and the shelters and, and whatnot um, for her like TV moment. Mm -hmm. Yep. There it is. Well, even the there's other reports that were kind of criticizing her too because um, she's talking about giving people shampoo. It's like, yeah, you're pretty sure like that, that was such a good that. deed or something. Yeah, yeah. What's in the shampoo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, he has, now he has the best shampoo and conditioner ever. Buy 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 your your shampoo and them from Maui and support the locals there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We don't but, need your shampoo. We don't, unless you're out giving out free houses to everyone that lost their homes. We don't want your money. Don't, don't sign anything from FEMA. We'll rebuild on our own. And yeah. Yeah. The local, we got each other's back and we have the support of the world. Hopefully, you know, um, there's direct support. Um, we can share some, um, mm -hmm raising links if if anyone is looking to directly support without supporting FEMA or American Red Cross, which is, in my opinion, um, compromised um, by mm -hmm. government as well. What? Um, OK, so we were 
you and I, you were kind of sharing some stuff with me too about um, there. Okay. So there's a conference that actually is taking place. I think it's in Honolulu, um, a tech tech AI conference. Um, Maui specifically had a contract with some Japanese company to come in and start doing all this like new energy grid alignment, like all these different things. They're having this whole massive big tech AI conference. It's government sponsored, actually. What do you think? Do, do you think that these smart cities could be, you know, is this like the goal? You think they just want like, what, what do you, why would they, if this is actually happening, if this is really the case where they're trying to take over this land, what do you think is the ultimate goal for this? Like, what do they want to build on this? Hawaii is slated and their new world order agendas to be the first smart islands, smart cities, 15 minute cities. Um, these are, these are facts just based off of the fact that they already have this summit planned and there's other, um, past events that they've already had in Maui for this. I just wasn't aware of it until these events just occurred, unfortunately. Um, but I was aware of the fact of how they responded very strictly during the lockdowns. And so um, there, you know, there, there should have been the signs of that, but there's definitely a lot of signs that, you know, the NWO is, is this is their breeding grounds for setting up, the model of of the smart city system and so um yeah and it doesn't even belong to them and so yeah. it doesn't technically belong to them it's the kingdom of hawaii so, so i want to share one thing on this note so politif uh, what is this politico or something politifact had this article that they posted or had topics or whatever um, no, Hawaii fires aren't set to intentionally turn Maui into a smart island. Look when this was posted. I wonder, do they actually Able. understand? Do they actually understand that by posting this at all, it, but it's this incriminating? Is from yeah. Wait. April twenty fifth. Are you sure that that's not a wrong date? Like, was I, that actually I, from then? I, Did somebody I, type in four instead of like eight? I know. I, I I I don't. Well, no, because you know whatever. you know how I found this. I was looking specifically at Maui smart city stuff prior to when the fires happened because I wanted to get, you know, cause everything's now you can actually search on Google, like put in specific times and dates and everything. So I thought, okay, let me look from, you know, a couple years ago to only July. So August shouldn't be included. This was the first article that came up and I was like, why did this even come up? And it says April 25th. And I don't know if they made that date on purpose so if people like me look for stuff, this comes up, or if this was actually written on April 25th. I tried to look on the Wayback Machine to to verify it, but it wasn't even on the Wayback Machine. So I, it's like, shit, at this point, I don't know. But it was, it's weird. It's super weird. If, if that's the case, that means that it's like they, they are trying to deliberately stop people from looking this stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you at home that don't know what a smart city is, basically, this would be a city um, that all the people live in kind of like one area. Everything is tracked through digital means in a very it's sort of like what's going on with the social credit system 
it's all tied to that. What's happening in China right now would be like doing that all here. Um, a good example of a smart city would be sort of how uh, the Ready Player One city was in Columbus, Ohio, in that movie where everybody's living in these like trailers and then there's elites that kind of like control everything um, in different parts of the city. Everything connected. It's, it's yeah. also called 15 Minute Cities. Everything you need is within 15 Everything, minutes. Yeah. There's no need to travel outside of your city. And then it's like, you know, then we're looking at um, almost like Hunger Games where it's everyone's in districts and you can't travel to this district over here. You have to stay in your district. That's what everyone's concerned about. You know, it's like, you know, oh, my, I have a, I have noticed an uptake and my feed getting flooded even before the fires broke out with the, um, the smart city that they're planning to build in the middle of the desert in Saudi Arabia. Have you seen that one? That's, yeah. And it's simultaneously being pushed out there and, and promoted on social media as like this positive thing. And you can just scroll through the comments and you'll just see that like nine out of 10 people are like, wow, that looks like a prison. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Really, I don't is. want I that's not natural. That's I turning high into its natural form into this AI tech thing is absolutely insanity. And right after the water, um, after the water situation where we were protesting and having all these events to have access to our own water rights as a community there. The next email that I started getting a month later was that we had to start protesting against the, the release of the new GMO mosquitoes on the Island. So this is all simultaneously happening within, you know, a period of three months, three or four months. This information is just being um, inundated. Um, if you can't see it with your own eyes, um, I mean, you can only explain so much to people and if they don't get it, then they don't get it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really true. Ben, are you there? I think we lost Ben. I think he just left and shut the internet off and then came back. And he's paused. There he is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Okay, sorry about that. Um, I was trying to say uh, the the green laser aspect is really super weird too. Um, Nova, did you did you see that? Yeah. So the green, uh, the the lights in the sky were sometime in February. That was going on. Um, there was also a bunch of people reporting the spiral from Big Island too in the sky. But there was like these tracker beams that were found um, over the island back in February. I remember people were speculating all sorts of things. Um, there's, you know, obviously some activity in our skies and, you know, things going on. But, yeah, yeah. there it is. That, that's the one. Yeah, this is a real photo. So, I, you know, and that's the problem with some of these like other photos. It turned out it was actually like one of them was a SpaceX launch. That was a slow shutter. And, but this one is legit. It really is. Um, you know, and people are saying it's from China. This is around the time when when the um, the, the the weather balloons were going across 
So, man, it's really hard to say with this stuff. Whether it's like, you know, what is going on here? Well, yeah, we've definitely seen a lot of, um, not just the, the elites, but um, a lot of Chinese foreigner investors people coming in and buying up properties left and right in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, they're encouraging their citizens to come and buy land out there. Really? Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So um, they're, they're looking for more farmland and, you know, so that's why most of the farmland in the U S has been bought up by the Chinese. So. You're seeing it on the island too, and what's really strange, personally for me, I'm I had went on a trip to Guatemala a few months ago and met an elderly man who had ten and a half acres on Maui, and I had actually already been curious about looking at properties around there for community, just because there's been a lot of um, you're already seeing a lot of gentrification going on since COVID. and um, the cost of housing there has been just unreal for even the locals to keep up with and survive. So um, this man had this property, 10 and a half acres, uh, three structures on it and fruit trees and basically everything that I was looking for to cultivate um, a space for artists there um, to to create and have um, a cheaper spot just to come and stay, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, July 9th, um, he had been hitting me up a lot, and there was some a lot of red tape with the real estate agent at the time, and he wasn't able to um, come back to the islands from Guatemala. And... Um, so I met with the realtor and I had been checking out this land and there was two water wells on it and um, another veteran living on the property. And I had to kind of wait for things to kind of shift and be ready for me. And I just didn't feel like things were lining up for me yet. So I wasn't trying to push it to buy anything. And um, I got a call from him July 6th or something stating that he was urgently trying to contact me because he really wanted me for some reason to buy the land. And he was getting uh, floods of emails and calls from banks trying to buy his land and it wasn't even on the market. So, um, yeah, that was strange. And, um, I had been going through some things and lost touch with him for about two weeks. And then, um, I found out that, he died unexpectedly and um, it was like a weird accident. A board fell and hit his head and he fell into a well. What? And it was just really tragic. And um, I'm not sure like what's going to happen with his property or anything, but there's just a lot um, on like personally that I've, been witnessing and seeing and just just want to bring awareness um to these to these things that are happening because um i i just think it's all related my my personal intuition and 
I'm not even like a paranoid person. I try to look at facts and, you know, um, what other people are saying and, and really sit with it first. Um, but this is like just direct experience and patterns that I'm noticing and some unfortunate occurrences that had just recently happened um, right before the fires. So um, I, I'm a little bummed that I, it didn't work out and I didn't have that place and to be able to have for people to come refuge right now. So um, I believe his family is still um, looking to maybe sell the property and I'm hoping to maybe still talk with them and figure out something. But um, right now I just want to make sure that the locals have um, first right and access to these places um, that can be sanctuary. So, um, well, yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on Nova. This has been great. Um, thank you for sharing your story and where, where can people find you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> or like if they want to like support you, um, I, they support you. I, um, I do have a, a web creative website. I sell, um, festival accessories and eyewear and wearable art. And I also produce music and I DJ. And this is my website and I recently updated it to where all of um, all of those that wish to participate by purchasing gift cards or any of my wearable art, 25% of that will go directly to uh, my friends out there who have um, funds set up that are distributing supplies directly to those that are affected. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. There it is. And what, what's it's just um, I L I T designs.com. It's, it's called I lit. Like, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Kind of ironic, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of lit. Different kind of lit. <laughs> well, we're gonna keep shining in Hawaii, and um, we really appreciate all those that have been sharing on social media and just you know spreading the truth. And um, hmm. yeah, we 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 appreciate all of that and those that um, that have left the island to evacuate Maui. Mm -hmm. I, I know there's quite a few of us that are going out to individual cities to spread the knowledge and the word about what we saw and create fundraisers mm -hmm. in local towns. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nova, for being here. This has been great having you. Um, we're going to have to jump off of the platform now and head over to, um, or jump over from streaming publicly to good over on Rise TV. Uh, Rob, did you have any anything else you want to add? No, Nova, thanks so much for for being here. And actually, um, let's just stay on here, uh, Ben, for a couple minutes because there's a couple of topics we've got to hit um, before we head over. Okay, sounds good. All right, so Nova, thank you so much. Really appreciate it, and That's thanks for sharing your perspective. Me. And all the best to you and 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 everyone that you know. Yeah, your family, your family, your friends, everyone. Thank yeah. you. Thank right. you, thank you. It's great having you on. All right. Yeah. So there's a couple of other things that we've gotta we've gotta go over before we before we uh, get over to Rise.tv. Um, what well, we is this? Just, 
Elon mm. and uh, Mark Zuckerberg thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll just briefly get into this. So that. <laughs> so uh, Mark Zuckerberg had a bunch of posts on on whatever it's called now. I don't know, Meta, Facebook, Instagram. I don't know. It's basically saying that Elon is refusing to provide a date on where when this is going to take place. So Mark is like, oh, this whole thing is off. Meanwhile, Elon called muck chicken i'm sorry elon called um zuckerberg uh chicken and said if he eats chick-fil-a it's like cannibalism <laughs> That's pretty so, uh, but actually he spelled chick-fil-a the, the mandela effect way i thought that was kind of interesting so <laughs> without the k so no, <laughs> okay i see what's going on and then yeah it's weird because zuckerberg's statements are like very definitive that it really is elon that's skirting the entire thing and it looks like you know their their version is zuck is i want to fight send me a location and then it was like he said okay let's meet at your place 8 p.m at your octagon and he's like let's move on <laughs> so he doesn't even go there <laughs> so i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen yeah, <clears throat> All right. Well, we're going to go yeah. over to rise.tv now. We've got to do a short Q&A and then we're going to do a meditation. Uh, yes. and we're going to end about at 9 p.m. today. So why don't we head over there right now? Thank you guys so much for being with us. Hope you got a lot out of this. And we're going to be hitting the Hawaii topic on Friday again. Uh, yeah, we will. More information as we come across it. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. So People have woken up to the idea that there are profoundly influential and powerful people who want to turn them into proto-cyborgs. Elon says he wants to implant a chip into our heads. Let's look at another document that on the surface doesn't seem like much, but could be a smoking gun if you read between the lines. Somewhere in the course of time, dragons became a part of just about every culture on Earth. A group of red, green, and yellow flying saucers were seen flying over Antarctica's Deception Island for two hours. Get your questions ready, because it's time for our live Q&A session, exclusively on Rise.TV. Thank you, DJ Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, where are those right. questions? 